Hold on, let me see if I can get in. Let me see if I can get in this. Start from the bottom. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. Everybody, hello, and welcome to We Synced It. Yes, this is a weekly podcast that focuses on all the movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Thank you, thank you. Kevin, so what's going on, man? It would have been perfect for this emo song if you would have had like a lot of people like groaning and moaning like, oh. <laughs> just just add on top of all that. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, Kevin, you went to emo prom night at Revolution the other day. Let me know what was your experience. No, nah, it was really dope. Uh, it was presented by the Black Market MIA uh, yes. emo Shout night. Shout out to the Black Market. Yo, their events mm-hmm. have been nothing but great. Yeah. This was a throwback and basically like a love letter to our days in high school, the bands mm-hmm. that we used to listen to. It was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of great vendors selling all this, like, I guess you could say merchandise for like alternative lifestyles, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the bands were really great. It was a, like a big, th- there was one band, um, Take This to the Grave, uh-huh. which was like, a cover band for you know they were doing songs from like some 41 mm. and paramore and all these other bands really great stuff a lot of great bands that night and the people I, you know what's great about these events is like the people the people are like super chill super cool very laid back you could just like go in and just have a conversation with anyone yeah because it, it's a it's an oxymoron because the music is not laid back or chill but the people are yeah, and I find that a lot about like uh, a lot of things about uh, alternative music. Oh, you heavy, know, like one, heavy metal, metal. One thing, people one thing I didn't shit. tell you. Mm. You remember a long time ago we did a photo shoot. It was an idea that you had based off of the album cover, the Rock and Tours that they were like in yes. prom outfits. Yes, there were guys dressed like that. I fucking oh, but so they so they uh, so they had the so the theme was emo prom. So everyone went dressed in like prom outfits. I actually wore like a vest, shirt, and tie, and everything. And I did see a couple guys that went like that, but they had like bloody Bru- noses and, and like bandages and around their head. Like they just got in a fight at prom. That's like, fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I wish I would have been there, but um, I had a fucking gig in another state. No, another not another state. Oh, the fuck I'm talking about another city. Dying. But for Emo Night, um, I know this is going to be, I don't know if it's a yearly thing or semi-yearly thing. Could be seasonal kind of thing. Like they Hopefully. do it once a, once a season, like but, four times a year. But I definitely, definitely I'm going to be going back whenever they do it again. This was at Revolution Live in downtown Fort Lauderdale. But you got to go to the next one. Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. So did they have any like specialty drinks that had something to do with uh, the Emo or Prom kind of thing? It was, it was, um, like, did like, they have a drink menu that was named after like Mike and Michael Romance? Yeah, they were doing stuff like that. I can't remember off of the top of my head, um, what they were called, but it was, I mean, just basic like margaritas and stuff like that yeah. named after. Yeah, absolutely. But the biggest thing for me was one, the music was really good. Mm. The crowd, the fact that everybody got dressed up, everybody was into it. And then three, the vendors, the vendors were really cool. Um, we actually featured a couple in the video that we made. 
And yeah, definitely want to go back. Hell yeah. Did they do any, uh, we're talking about it before the podcast, but did they do, so there was nobody who was like remixing like R&B or hip hop songs into like rock music? Nah, the only thing that they did uh, that was, it it felt a little out of the norm, but not too out of the norm. There was one of those bands, uh, Take This to Your Grave, who was doing uh, like, no, actually, no, it wasn't Take This to Your Grave. There was another band there. Um they did a cover of a song from A Simple Plan. Uh-huh. A Simple Plan was an evil band from when we were in high school. Uh-huh. They did the theme to Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. So it was like that. a cover. That was off of the movie. The... Off of a cover. So, th- yeah, in the movie Scooby-Doo, A Simple Plan yeah. did that. They did a, bi- a, a cover of that. And they sounded just like A Simple Plan doing the Scooby-Doo theme song. Okay, so it was it was not three generations. It was... It was them doing a cover of A Simple Plan, doing a cover of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So it is three generations. But they made their selves sound just like A Simple Plan. Yeah. So it was, okay. a, it was a cover off of a cover. Cover. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, if there's a, a, a an emo band, I think you guys should add a hip-hop and R&B to your repertoire because there's nothing better than hearing uh, Belva the Bow uh what you call the poison done in emo fashion or uh she will by little wayne done in emo fashion what would that sound like like uh that girl is poison that i can't i can't hit that noise <laughs> I, can't hit that. I can't go that high that that girl it's trap now nah, you see now nah, nah, i'm gonna add too much fucking soul it's <laughs> it's driving me out of my mind. Nah, I don't got it. I don't got it. But Little Wayne, now hop up on his dick and do a full split. Uh, that shit it sells itself. Come on, Little Wayne, she will emo version with some drums and a guitar to that shit. Oh my god, you got your, yo, you got a ticket right here. Ticket sold. I want that shit. Poison. Miss her. Kiss her. Love her. That girl is. I don't know. Something. Do something. Make it happen. I'm not a. I'm not a music guy. I'm not a music guy. But yo, it can happen. It. It, it, it sounds possible. So this past weekend, hmm. uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania came out. Yeah. Pat, what were your thoughts? Um. I thought it was a pretty dope-ass movie. Uh, when I went to go see it, um, shout-out to Liz Wonder. She had a, uh, a premiere before the actual movie dropped. And, you know, there was a bunch of cosplayers there, people who we haven't seen since, like, last year. And um, it was it was an experience. They had at the Regal at uh, in Broward and went up there. Saw a bunch of people give. They were giving out free drinks to people who was dressed in cosplay. I wasn't dressed in cosplay, but uh, still had a drink with them. You know what I mean? Who am I to deny myself a good time? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I know I'm not talking about the movie. I'm just talking about the experience that I felt. The movie itself wasn't bad compared to what everybody was saying it was. Um, I thought it was fun. It, it had the same kind of vibe of a Ant Man movie. I thought it was way better than Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it did what Thor Love and Thunder tried to do with uh, with uh, the serious tones. I thought it, it made the serious tones sit there 
more than love, uh, Thor Love and Thunder did. Um, like the whole thing with him and his daughter, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I ain't got no kids, but I, I understand that. I got a cat. I understand what he's talking about, what he's going through. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of people didn't like uh, Modoc. They thought that he was a little cheesy, but I thought he was just comic relief. The guy seemed funny. I didn't think that he was going to die like that, but he died like that's how people used to die in the 1960s in movies, bro. I didn't, I didn't think people still died like that. They had like their last moments like that. That was a uh, pretty uh, going. The fight between Ant Man and uh, Kang was it felt it felt fucking real like. If you take uh, Ant-Man, if you take Ant-Man, you take all his fucking uh, gadgets and tools out of the fucking picture. This guy is just a regular dude from San Diego, I think he is. And he's just getting his ass whooped by uh, Kang, who has lived a millennia. And it showed. And the whole thing about, like, uh, him saying, uh, you know, um, oh, I don't have to win. We just both have to lose. It was a perfect line. I, I... I wish they didn't put it in the trailer, and I wish I didn't see the trailer before I saw it. I think a lot of people who were watching the movie and they didn't like it saw the trailer more than once, and they really dove in deep on the trailer and not just watching the movie just just for bare bones of what it was and not watching the trailer, just saying, oh, yeah, I'm just going to watch this for the first time because I guarantee you, you enjoy it. You'll give it a more of a – you give it an additional point for watching it just like uh, – um, for the first time. What about you? <laughs> I, I I stand by my opinion uh, that I had a couple podcasts ago where we got torn up on TikTok. You. Yeah. Um, MCU you. is... Uh, <laughs> is... Oh, you think so? Yeah, man. And the ri- is it going to be the rise of DC? You think DC is going to... If... If James Gunn is paying attention, which I, I'm pretty sure he is, he's a smart guy, take advantage, man. Take advantage and fucking... Because well, right now, I, th- I think uh, it, it just feels like the MCU is running on fumes. Like They are. Uh, there, was a, there was a report that said that uh, last year, the most watched TV show that had something to do with like superheroes was The Boys. That was the most watched, most viewed... Most and, and I loved, I loved, I, I loved The Boys. But highly for, praised. But for Ant-Man, I was falling asleep. I was literally falling asleep. Really? Um, it was either just bland where nothing was happening or it was overly goofy. The, 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 the characters that are in that quantum realm didn't give a shit about any of them. Modoc, I think, could have been as terrifying as he was comedic because that's how I always saw him in the comic books. Like I saw him as like the Marvel version of clown from spawn where it was like yo he could be funny as fuck but as he's funny he could be terrifying and brilliant See, at the same time the hmm. the fact that his name is an acronym for like designed to only kill but we really didn't see that in the movie I oh, thought he was, was killing like a, waste. a lot of people but like it wasn't i don't know it, it they showed the first person of him like slicing through right but it was like I, I i think they could have done a better job with that they could have done a better job with that um even when, like, the times where he was just having, like, simple dialogue, it, it was him talking like this. I think w- I what would have made him better is that it would have been, 
it would have been better if he would have been like like so braggadocious and like if he would have been not funny as in like he wants to be but funny as in like uh, he's funny because he doesn't know it that he's uh that he's like he's doing the wrong things or he's saying the wrong things like I, like uh how but i feel like that actor that was playing him he didn't do anything to change his personality he no, was he the didn't. same guy and for me it's like bro you got sucked into the quantum realm you're highly deformed and now you're like this cybernetic but you still have the same personality, the same bland. Because that, that was my biggest complaint about the first Ant-Man was that I thought he was a bland fucking villain. Like, yeah, he, he was. he's so forgettable. And then once again, we're bringing him back to make him forgettable again. Like, I, I don't know. To me, like, he should have st- stole every scene. He should have been like John Leguizamo as the clown in Spawn where he was stealing every fucking Fuck, scene. Killed like, it, yeah. I, I, you know, I've never played the Avengers game, but I've been watching clips. Like, now that Ant-Man has come out, everyone is, like, uploading all these MODOK clips from the game. Dude, his character in the video game is so much more, like, flashier and so much more unforgettable than this version of the movie. Um, yeah, because he talks, he has that, uh, that freaking, uh... That, that talk, I talk like this, man. That but, kind like, of shit. But, but, but he also <laughs> looks like tormented yeah. and like in pain as he is brilliant. Like, I don't know. I, I, I felt like. And then also, I don't think I don't know if this was the right movie to introduce Kang. I don't know if this was the right move. I, don't, I think it was. I think it was because this. It, it, I, I like the fact that every Kang that we've seen has been like. Oh shit! This is the baddest one. Like the one that we saw in Loki, we thought that that one, that guy was the baddest one. And then he's over here saying, "No, there's people who are worse than me." And then the ones that he was talking about that was the worst, that was uh, that was badder than him was the one that got exiled into the quantum realm. Hmm. Which that guy eventually uh, he got killed off by uh, Ant Man and his and his people. And then you see that oh okay, so they're doing this Council of Kang uh, thing, and the only reason why they exiled him is because he didn't want to go with the status quo. So I'm like, okay, so this Kang could have maybe be he could have been like one of the top tier, but he had to be a problem. The fact that they had to they wanted to get rid of him and they wanted all the other Kangs to uh, not follow this guy and they wanted to uh, do their thing, kind of shit. I don't know, man. It, it just felt. Now, don't get me wrong. The it just. Uh, um, What's Jonathan Majors? That's yeah. the actor that's playing Kang, right? Mm. His performance was fantastic. I, I think the way he delivered his lines was great. But it was just, I don't know, like, when you first see Thanos coming in, like, it, it was so intimidating and it was so powerful. And, like, with this one, I don't know. It, well, I mean. It felt watered down. Think of this scene as the first time we saw Thanos in, what was it, Avengers 1? Yeah. When he said, fine, let me do it, I'm, I'm going to do it myself kind of thing. That's what this scene that's what this whole movie is basically. Well, what we saw at the in the end credits. So we're probably not going to see a a well thought out Kang until what five years from now. Hopefully, I don't know. We're not going. But hey, to be honest, I started laughing when I saw that they they had a stadium of Kangs and the Kang that was going fucking crazy. Like he's like, oh my god, they're here! Like he was at a concert, seeing Kiss for the first time, kind of shit. It was fucking hilarious. I'm like, bro, 
you're you're a god, man. Won't you just act like one, dog? <laughs> like you've never you never looked in the mirror before. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was it was kind of funny to me, but it was pretty pretty dope. Uh, his uh his Asian accent kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, oh man, he sounds like one of those old school uh, Wu Tang albums. <laughs> Like uh, I was like, oh shit, this thing takes me back. I love it. I fucking love it, and I can't wait. I can't wait to, to to see all these other shits. Uh, I do think that DC is gonna come up with. Um, I don't know, man. I think uh, Marvel is ready to put down the crown and give it to DC. I do. I do feel that way. And and just because of James Gunn, and it it, it was his ab- approach to. Like the fact that he had this uh, seven minute, or I think it was an hour, uh, fifteen minute video, was him with him discussing everything that he has slated for the DC universe. Still hasn't talked about DC Dark though. Uh, that uh, Guillermo del Toro was supposed to be uh, directing a DC Dark movie that had um, supposed to be Constantine and all these other monsters and stuff like that. I don't think that's gonna happen because I looked into it uh, like over the weekend and. Guillermo del Toro doesn't even want to talk about it since 2002 or 22. So I'm like, fuck, man. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. That happens a lot with Guillermo del Toro, though. Like, I think he, he'll he'll show interest for, like, 50 projects. But yeah. then he really only sticks to, like, one. Yeah. One so, I mean, to be honest, I would love to see a Guillermo del Toro, Constantine, Justice League, dark movie done with the, the way that he does monsters and stuff like that. I mean... I would really love to see that, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be um, it's going to be happening in, in the near future. Uh, I hope James Gunn, uh, you know, rings him back in. But if not, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm still on this hype train of comic book movies. You know, I think I'm going to be I'm going to be this until the day I die because comic book movies are pretty fun. But um, yeah. It is a, uh, at first, you know, you were on a high, and now we're on this plateau of just like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It just, to me, <laughs> I don't know, to me, it felt like a, it felt like a Disney original, like a Disney Plus original. Straight to TV? Yeah. Oof. Like, some of the CGI I was not a big fan of. You know, I don't, th- you're right. You're so right on it. Some of the CGI did look a little uh, rushed, for lack of a better word. But you know, I I have I have this thing that I always like to like just take take into consideration that oh, this is supposed to be a different world than than our world. So things that we see that are not supposed to be in place, maybe it's supposed to be there on purpose. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious to see what this next Avengers movie is going to look like. Well, when are we going to get that? That's going to be like what a year from now. Yeah. So they still have to build a team. They are at ground zero right now. They are building the team. They are trying to. Uh, we 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 have all these other movies slated. Uh, they they need to find a, another Black Widow. You know, uh, we have uh, so many. They they got to find another Hulk. Who's, I guess but she I thought Hulk. I thought that's what all these shows are. They're introducing all the new Avengers. These shows she are Hulk, not it, bro. Miss Marvel. These shows are uh, not giving the people what they want. Even though, um, they're they're good placeholders. 
they're holding the place of these movies, but I think they should really just dial back these shows and then just it's just have us waiting a little bit more than usual. Because the because I mean they had us waiting for this long time ever since what when's the last show or content that we saw come out of uh Marvel since we are like in February? What was the last show? It was was it uh was it She Hulk? Yeah. Was that the last one? And that was like spring of last year. So we've waited this long since we got a new content. And what have people been doing? Just been chilling. And they they went at this Ant Man really fucking strong because uh, they made back their money on that Ant Man like within the first two days. It was it a bad movie. Maybe some may say it was. I say that it was mediocre at best. But do they need better writers? Do they need to get more R-rated? Do they need to, like, raunch it up a little bit? Maybe. I think they just need to slow down. Slow, slow down? down. Yeah. Nah, I think they need to get more creative uh, people in there to uh, to oversee some of these movies. Comic book fans. I think they need to get, like, comic book fans to, to oversee these things. So... So you you the the lore is accurate, and on top of that, it's like uh, for people who don't read the comic books, who don't watch the shows or something like, it'll be interesting to them because these comic books are these stories that they have in the comic books are fucking amazing. They should just do that, but will they? I don't know. Is is do we have uh, somebody from Disney watching our podcast right now? Maybe if they are, I mean, hire us. I don't know. I don't know how well we'll do. How well I'll do. I think. I think. If, <laughs> I, I think if they put back the original effort that they put in the beginning of this MCU into Fantastic Four and X Men, they'll bring it back. Well, I think. Was, that, I think that's what it is. I think we now need to see a new team, new stories, new you know, new faces. So I do think and now there's back hope. on a comedy. Please. Yeah. Please. Not everything needs to be a joke. There need like, what's that? Werewolf by Night. I think you know what it was. I think it was like they were so action heavy that when Taika Waititi stepped in and with James Gunn stepped in, then it was like, oh my god! So wait, we can introduce funny, and it was great. But now it's like, okay, now there's too much on that trend. That's like, guys, don't forget. These are action comic books. Like yeah. people love this because of Winter Soldier, because and of the drama. Avengers. And there's and, drama. You like know, we like, need more drama in it like, too. Don't forget, you know, like it's great that you're adding the comedy and you're showing that, yeah, there is potential to add comedy, but people don't read comic books for the comedy. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe we'll 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 get like less comedy when uh Secret Wars comes out. Yeah. Secret Wars is supposed to have like everybody in it. It's yeah. supposed to be like the like a heavy undertaking. And when is that so. dropping? That that's is that dropping this year or is that I don't next think so. year? I think it's next year. Shit. I shouldn't have even brought it up. <laughs> I, I fucking hate that shit. I hate bringing up stuff that's not even uh like around the fucking corner because it's like ah it's a wait it's a wait fucking period. Uh this past weekend um was well last weekend. Mm. Um, was the second to last episode of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. 
where we saw Joel reunite with his brother, uh, and the episode did get a little dramatic between Joel and Ellie. What do you think? And where do you think uh, the the season's going to end, or how do you think the season's going to end? Um, I, you know, here's the thing. I was told that the whole first season is supposed to be the first game, but I don't think it's going to end there. I'm ha- I'm I'm liking where this is going. This is like halfway through the video game right now, so I'm thinking that the video. I'm thinking that the the season probably is going to end with them maybe maybe getting to possibly uh, the Firefly location, mm-hmm. but unless this episode is going to be like two hours. Two or three hours, which I don't put it past them because the first episode was like the length of a, a, a movie. So, but um, this episode uh, it gave me a lot of uh, it. It was character development for Joel. Like I was watching it, and I was like, "I'm like, oh, this dude is really standoffish. This guy is like a nomad. He really wants to just like he he is." Um, the the loss of his daughter really fucking hit him for like twenty years. He is never getting over that shit. Yeah, he is because he he feels like it was his fault, and his brother is his his brother's fucking hopeful as fuck, man. I have to I have to give which him is that. crazy to see because he's like a completely different person from that first episode. Yeah, when, when they introduced him. Yeah, dude, his his brother is fucking hopeful. I'm like, man, this this dude is. It's like you see that. Yeah, I can see why these two like, uh, like the siblings. It's like you see that uh, these motherfuckers, even if they weren't siblings, you see that they can they can also be friends, kind of thing. Actually, I don't even think so. I don't think Joel would want to hang out with them if he wasn't his brother. Well, I think that now that he's going to become a father, yeah. things have changed, yeah. and he realizes like, no, I can't mess that up. He's got a wife. He's got a. He's about to have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's you know. Uh, no, but I'm 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 excited to see the season finale, and and I know they're gonna go super dramatic, um, which is I'm ex- also excited to see what the, the second season is gonna be about because I was I I never played the game, mm-hmm. um, I played a little bit of the first game, never played the second game, but I know that the second game like the story is a lot more ruthless. Than the it's first a game. lot more ruthless. I think uh, it's supposed to take place in the. In the future, um, I forget how many years. I want to say six or probably ten years later. Um, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you got to just watch the show. But it is really good. The, the The second game was really, really good, even though there was some controversy because there was some, you know, the creators, they, they took some, I guess, some liberties. You could yeah. say Joel would never do any, any of that, but it's like, it's... These people made the story, so they can do whatever Joel, whatever, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. They they can write it, and yeah, he'll he'll do that kind of shit because they wrote the character, which you know there was a lot of that happening. Um, I don't think it should have got Game of the Year though. No, no, I forgot. Well, what did, it, did the second one get Game of the? I know I that so. I, I know the first one got it. Let me see, and a lot of people say that it deserved it. Um, another thing I do say, I, I do believe Bella Ramsey, who plays Ellie, I know there was controversy like when they first announced that she got picked, but I think in the same case as Heath Ledger, when he got picked for the Joker, I think 
people are slowly realizing, like, dude, she was perfect for that role. Like, she's great. I think if the show didn't have her, it wouldn't have the same impact. Like, she steals every scene that she's in. No, nah, she's good. Especially how she delivers the dialogue. I, I This is the first time I've ever seen her. I've never seen her in anything else. But they said that she was in the... Um, Game like of Thrones. Game of Thrones, which uh, also I didn't know that um, what's the name, Pedro Pascal, Pascal. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, Pascal. I, yeah, that he was also in Game of Thrones, but I'm not a Game of Thrones kind of guy. So seeing these two on on screen, it really worked. It like she is amazing. I, I thought she did real good. Yeah, yeah. It won Game of the Year, um, even though. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Hades also came out. All these, all these, uh, all these oh, games I know, came I know out. Ghost of Tsushima was, was highly. I love that game, bro. I love that game, and it didn't get Game of the Year. They gave it to Last of Us too. You know, for when when I heard about that. I almost jumped on that whole political thing, like, oh, this is a political stuff. <laughs> this is all rigged. But I was like, nah, what am I talking about, man? This is a video video game. Why why do that? I'm like, yeah, it didn't get game of the year, but Ghost of Tsushima in my heart was game of the year. Cause that game had it had everything. If you're into um uh Japanese uh uh samurai culture kind of stuff, which I lightly touch when I'm watching things, it is fucking dope. That that watch play that game. I think right now you can get it for like forty bucks. The whole thing, the DLCs and everything. It, it is an amazing game. The online multiplayer is crazy. It goes off on that thing. So yeah, but yeah, the um, Last of Us Two got Game of the Year, which you know. If you could, if you could take a game right now and turn it into a movie, which one would you? Which one would you pick? Well, I got the Ghost of Tsushima in my head right now. I think but, that would be an easy one because a lot of people yeah. said that that game felt cinematic. It felt cin- Yo, there's a there's a setting that lets you put it into uh, black and white with grainy, with, with the with the with the uh, scratches in the film, and you could put on uh, uh, Japanese subtitles. I mean, you could put on Japanese uh, uh, dialogue with the American subtitles on it, and it's like, oh my god, the hell am I watching? And you, it's it's a it's a dope ass show. It's a dope ass movie. And no, nah, you know they should turn that into an actual TV show. Cause there there are times in there where you have to fight other samurai who basically wanted to go. Uh, they wanted they they sided with the Mongols, so you have to fight them, and you have to fight them in these grand, beautiful uh, vistas that basically add to the fight itself. Like yo, when you when you strike your sword, you see thunder lightning and stuff like that, and it's like you have these showdowns. Like it's like okay, this is my last, this is my last strike. If I can, if I hit him with this, I gotta, uh, I can survive. If I don't, he's gonna fucking kill me. And you just swoom, one swipe, and oh man, you feel it. You feel fucking everything. It, it, it's an amazing game that they should definitely turn into a TV show. But what do you think? Um, if it was up to me. I think God of War might be a big one. Oh, actually, uh, they're doing that. Oh yeah. Uh, Amazon. I think Amazon is uh, 
getting God of War. Um, and I would do GTA, but not live action. Keep it animated. Animated? Because I think once you... It, 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 it's almost like you want it to be just as zany oh, yeah. and wild as the game is. So I think if you but turn it live it action, it would get too... It would look too goofy. Mm-hmm. But I think if they did like how they're going to do like the Super Mario Brothers movie, like just keep it animated, but just like don't don't tread off mm-hmm. don't don't make it too dramatic don't make it too dark make it as wild as GTA 5 and and bring back those same voice actors and just But would it be the the single player game or would it be the multiplayer GTA game the multi like the those three characters like uh Trevor also oh, be the Franklin, single player game yeah that but like, good. but you focus on like those three stories oh, and everything. Okay. I like, thought you were talking about like GTA, as in, uh, like when you jump on multiplayer and the the world is just chaotic, where you know people flying cars, blowing you up, motorcycles blowing you up, remote control cars blowing you up, people saying that you reported, so you get banned off of uh, Xbox or PlayStation for a month. <laughs> Shit happens, man. I try to be a hero sometimes in that game, and it just doesn't work out for me. Oh, what about Red Dead Redemption? That's another game that would be amazing as a as a uh, as a movie or a TV show. Yeah, I think I, I see it as a series. Yeah, there, there's there's so many games that that that's why I like the time that we're in now because you know, ten years ago, not um, that's. Yeah, ten years ago, if you were to say something like that, what what movie or, or what movie would you like an adaptation from a video game? Back then, it would be you'd be hard pressed to find somebody. You'd be like, nah, they're gonna ruin it. They're gonna fuck it up. But now, people are gladly saying, oh wow, what about what about this? What about that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Turn this into to a TV show. Turn this into a movie. This would make a a, a great feature. Oh, this one will probably win Oscars. If they turn uh, Red Dead Redemption into a a movie, they are definitely winning Oscars. Because Hollywood loves that shit. Especially if you do something like it has something to touch with, like uh, like the making of it. If they touch like old Hollywood kind of stuff, if they they film it in a way that it basically mimics old Hollywood and how they used to do westerns, they will eat that shit up. Put Clint Eastwood in there as a, I don't know, like some type of background character or something like that, eat it up. Oscar nominated. They're going to, they're definitely going to just throw Oscars at it. This reminds me of the time of uh, like early 2000s, 2000, 1999, 2000, when X-Men, the first X-Men was coming out. And mm-hmm. I think Hollywood was starting to realize like, oh, so we can make money off of this other than just Batman and Superman. We can make movies off of this. And then it, that basically launched the whole Hollywood movie, comic book, you know, collaboration. I think now Hollywood is starting to see video games as like, oh, shit, we can make blockbusters off of this mm-hmm. too. Like, And, yo, take advantage. Go for it. Yeah. I mean... There's so much content there that so, you could turn so much stories. content. So much content. I mean, the story's already written. All you have to do is basically just nitpick and don't try to you know, I think what the problem is is that um a lot of people like to curate the content to the viewers rather than just being like well, the the content's already out there. All we have to do is just basically just take what we saw 
all this big story and then just base like fit it all into one movie or a couple of episodes. People are willing to watch something in a different format. Like look at Last of Us. They said then they're not gonna um step away from the content of the video game at all. All they're doing is just basically they're gonna flourish. They're gonna like, you know, add a little salt to it. Like uh that story uh, episode three that had Ron Swanson that came from just one line of dialogue that the guy had. Mm-hmm. Which, that episode, I will be hard-pressed to think that they're not going to submit that uh, to an Emmy nomination. I guarantee they're gonna, that's going to be the episode that they're going to they're gonna drop to an Emmy nomination. If not that, the, the, not the episode prior to that, but the, the fifth episode where the, the big bloater because that, that one was a stunning episode. Yeah. That one was really good, man. And then lastly, um, what a way to end this podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about The Mandalorian. Oh, that's right, The Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian. I was like, oh my damn. The new season. I was is, like, man, it's not that bad. I, I mean. I completely forgot we were talking about this topic as yeah. well. Uh, the Mandalorian this season, or yeah. the new season, is premiering, is it today? Uh, it premiered yesterday. It premiered. It premiered yesterday. It premiered on Wednesday. This episode dropped on Thursday. So we haven't seen it because we're filming on Sunday. But I guarantee you this. You know, guess the, I guarantee you that shit happened, didn't it? You saw that? <laughs> that shit happened. And guess what else happened? Pew, pew, pew. That shit happened too. And then Grogu just being all cute and shit. You know how he is. <laughs> he just being all cute. Not not knowing how to speak and waving his hand in the air, looking like he's looking for a high five, but he's too small. So you don't give it's like a low five really. That that's a series that has proven itself to like strive for like, okay, next season we're gonna get better and we're gonna get better. Yeah. We, it's like the storytelling is getting better, the acting is getting better, mm-hmm. the effects and the makeup is getting better, like it's constantly improving. So I am I am looking forward to this. Yeah. Next John Favaro says that he doesn't see like uh an end for the TV show. He's just going to go about it as... Um, They're just going to see how it feels. Yeah, just see how it feels. But, I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, the, I mean, the route that they're taking is... It's amazing. I mean, the fact that they brought in another Mandalorian and this guy is way better than Bubba Fett, everybody's favorite Mandalorian, which is just funny to me. But you can see how that can happen, though, right? Like... Everything that everybody knew about Bubba Fett was lore. It was all, it was all lies. We we heard stories. Parsecs, I don't know. Uh, this motherfucker, like this dude, could jump uh, the 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 field of a he could jump a whole football field. You know what I mean? Four touchdowns in one game. Fucking Al Bundy's. This is this, that's what uh, Bubba Fett is all about. But the Mandalorian is really about that. We've seen him do it. We've seen him fucking chop somebody's body with a door. All he did was just lock it, just close it. Unfazed. Unfazed. We've seen him do it. So we know that that guy, he got that dog in him. The Mandalorian got that dog in him. And now he has his own little, uh, what's that, uh, what's the medal that they, the the prize medal that they use? I forgot. I forgot what it was. They got that stuff. Whatever. It's it's a way better show than uh, Bubba Fett, and I, I don't know uh, what they're gonna do with. 
I don't know. Are they going to come out with a second season of Boba Fett, the Book of Boba? I hope not. I have zero interest. Zero interest in that. That's um. If, if they would have done a prequel show of the young Boba Fett, like moving up in the ranks and just being like, I I want to see why was he so notorious? Why was he so deadly? Oh, we, we never bro, saw it. We yeah, never we, seen we, it. We spoke about that in depth of how much we would love to see that. We would like to see Boba Fett chasing a bounty in a world that looks like like Blade the red Runner. light yeah the like Blade Runner red light district neon lights that's a whole world that's just like a casino gambling like a John Wick den. in the yeah, future that kind of stuff we would love to see that kind of stuff but nah they won't give us that well i mean oh, and on top of that it's like they won't give us that because the content is meant for uh for children it's not meant for Instead, us. Instead, we got the and I'm I'm gonna insert the video clip of the guy twirling, twirling the gun, doing doing the desperado stuff. Yeah, but that's because we had a uh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert, Robert Rodriguez, the guy that did. You're Spy not Kids. a fan of. Uh... Oh come on! Don't do that! Don't do that to him. He did Desperado, and he also did For the Love of Mexico, and that's great. But it doesn't fit Boba Fett. That's it. It fits perfect. Desperado? Then why did it? Then why did the whole world make fun of it? Because it didn't fit. Blade Runner fit. John uh, John Wick fit. Not uh, Desperado. I think he, I think what the problem was is that he spent the wrong way. If he would have spun, if he would have spun the opposite way, it would have made more sense. Because the way that he was spinning was that he spinned towards the person that he was carrying. Because he went like this, he spent towards the guy, and then he's then he shot like this. But if he would have I don't think anybody was upset at the direction he was spinning. I think it was just the actual spin. Or the, the fact that those other bounty hunters look like Power Rangers. I on just their, put on, Bill the, on, on their little mopeds. Their little, uh, what do you call them? With all those rear view mirrors. With like 20 rear view. Why? It's for the style, man. It's the style, bro. I think what it was supposed to do, what it was supposed to mimic is like uh, how, you remember low rider bikes? I think yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. Like, they have mirrors in low riders. Why you need a mirror on a bicycle? When you can just do this. That's not hard. Not only that, those things were moving so slow. <laughs> Whatever was chasing you already got you. <laughs> Dude, nah, the show so was corny. Holes, the show man. was so fucking corny. It, it it does align with uh, Spy Kids. Spy Kids was a, a corny ass movie. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen Spy Kids. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer of Spy Kids and being like, "Nah, this ain't for me." Same thing with uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> I don't even know how that got greenlit. To be honest with you, but there's people out there on uh, TikTok who who like they swear by those movies, like they love them, I, and, and I, those people go to cons, bro. And I understand, I understand why people love, especially independent filmmaker makers, why they love Robert Rodriguez. The whole thing of oh, I never went to film school, I made it on my own. Yo, I commend him for that. I commend him the fact that he basically got into Hollywood his own way, and it really was his own way out of. The, the limited funds that were in his pocket, like, he did it. And I, awesome. It's, 
but that doesn't make you a good filmmaker. Like I'm I'm sorry, like I know uh in Once Upon a Time in Mexico they they advertised it as like shot written and directed and edited by Robert Rodriguez and then I went and saw it the editing was bad. The cinematography was bad. There was one point I'll never forget where like he's zooming in on somebody and usually when you're zooming in on somebody cuz it's it's something of importance, right? Like you got to remember that camera movements and everything like there's a purpose for it. He was zooming in on a random guy with a Tech 9 like a machine gun who's getting shot and as he's zooming in he's blending like fading doing a crossfade to the next shot it made no sense like i was watching and i was just like yo this is bad editing this is like rookie amateur stuff and 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 i get it like i love that you know that he he loves to do throwbacks to like old grindhouse style movies and stuff but Mm -hmm. i think that that style doesn't work for everything um also I think with the Spy Kids movies and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, like he, I think he also did like the editing himself, and it, and I get it. It's like, bro, you're you're doing it, awesome. It doesn't mean that you're good at it. You're doing it, bro, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like I look at the movie Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. He directed the movie, he wrote it, and he was the cinematographer of the movie. If you watch that movie. The cinematography is gorgeous. Like, he did a fucking phenomenal job doing the director of photography. Like, I think that's what Robert Rodriguez is trying to aim for. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. I've always always thought he was overrated. Well, it all depends on what kind of, like, what's their... Paul F. Thompson's... If you was to ask him... Oh, what's your movies that are like? What inspires you? What uh, what movies are you into? I don't think he's gonna say the same movies that inspired Robert Rodriguez or uh, Quentin Tarantino. I think they're like, I think Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez are gonna be in the same like ballpark of movies that inspire them: the Grindhouse movies, uh, black exploitation movies, uh, horror movies, and like westerns and what you call it. Um, Asian uh, influence uh, martial arts movies, and I, I, but I also you can see it all over their movies. I, that, but, like, but I, I think with Robert Rodriguez, I think he was just so braggadocious about it that when you see it, you expect greatness, and then you're like, nah. But it wasn't that good. Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson, Anderson, when he did Phantom Thread, he did all of that himself, but he didn't brag about it. He like you didn't see it on the poster, like oh, written, directed, and shot by Nah. He just he did it. The movie came out. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis was nominated for Best Actor, and like not once did anybody talk about that. But when you watch the movie, you're like, "Yo, the movie is shot beautifully." That's that. And once again, that's that whole Quentin Tarantino bag of uh, saying written, directed by Quentin Tarantino. What you call it? Robert Rodriguez did the same thing. Even though found out recently that Quentin Tarantino didn't write Pulp Fiction, he didn't write it all. Somebody else wrote it. I have no idea. That's why when he went to go pick up uh, uh, the Oscar, there was somebody else that was there. There's mm-hmm. a documentary on it. Quentin Tarantino uh, asked the, the the writer of Pulp Fiction if he could have... Uh, the writing credit? Yeah. Wow. But nobody, they both got an Oscar for it. Nobody's talking about that. Mm. So when it says written, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, it's like, uh oh. But that guy wrote it. And that guy... and. They both they both worked at uh, the same video uh, video house. Yeah, 
So there's that. Quentin Tarantino is not a Quentin Tarantino. He's a fraud. <laughs> was, was it you who has that shirt that says Quentin Tarantino directed writer Quentin Tarantino? It's like it, it's, it's like backwards. Like for someone who has like dyslexia, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like instead of like written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, it's like Quentin and Tarantino by written. Yeah, it's it's like it's fucking like, weird. Directino, it's yeah. fucking weird, but it's a dope ass shirt. But uh, that shit is um, fucking dope. And now we can get into for the awkward part of this. The uh, awkward part of this of podcast. The perversion. So Justin Roiland, uh, for the past couple months, has been under a lot of hot water. Uh, he's basically got canceled off of Rick and Morty. Justin Roiland was. Supposed to be one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty. Rick yeah. and Morty, probably one of the biggest TV cartoon TV shows to come out in the past couple of years. One of the most talked about cartoon TV shows because it's just so different compared to everything out there. Kind of like it, it, it does remind me like what uh, uh, Community did uh, with sitcoms where it was just a, a different style of writing and, and comedy execution. That's what Rick and Morty to me felt like when it came to cartoon shows. But it was it was recently revealed that Justin Roiland um, got in trouble for sexual harassment, uh, imprisonment, domestic abuse, domestic violence. So he got canceled out of the show. But then once the investigation started on Justin Roiland from Cartoon Network's end, it was discovered that like, yo, this guy actually, you know, yeah, he has his 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 personal stuff out there. But as far as like the show goes, he had little to no creative contributions to Rick and Morty. This whole time, he had zero relationship with Dan Harmon. Their their relationship actually soured a long time ago. I guess he would just show up to do the voice and then go home type of thing. And then their other show that that supposedly they worked on together, uh, what's it called? Um, Uh, Solar 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 Opposites Opposites, and Koala Man. Don't know what that is, but I think I think both of those shows are on Hulu. But for Solar Opposites, like again, zero contribution. They even asked the employees at Solar uh, Solar Opposites um, when they were doing this investigation, like you know about Justin Roiland. They were like, "Yo, we've never met the guy. Like, we've actually never met him. Like, all the employees there, none of them have ever met Justin Roiland. Yet he's supposed to be an executive producer and co-creator and all this. Zero contributions. Damn. I mean. So the question is, mm. you know, obviously the show is going to continue because it was a really it has nothing to do. With, yeah, maybe he came up with the concept of it. He made it. He, oh shit, my bad. I hit the wrong button. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, oh, does one of them not work? Yeah, maybe he um, he may have come up with the concept of it or whatever it is. But as far as like the meat and bones of it, I don't think he has any. He had nothing to do with it. Like uh, there was a, a video that I was watching, and they were they were explaining that all the best episodes of Rick and Morty have come from like Dan Harmon, the writers. Actually, uh, the one of the the Pickle Rick, the writer of the episode from Pickle Rick, was written by the showrunner of She Hulk. That Why couldn't it. we see that type of fucking content on She Hulk, bro? With that type of writing, because it's not Adult Swim. There was better action on that one episode of Rick and Morty than the entire She-Hulk series. Blame 
Disney. I'm, you know, I'm just going to blame the higher-ups because I'm not going to blame the writers, right? Because they, we, we see that she, she's a great writer. That, that Rick and Morty episode, the whole thing about them going to therapy and trying to figure out uh, what, what's going on with the family and the therapist getting down to the whole thing about, like, uh, excuse me, Rick, the, the, the only reason why he turned himself into a pickle is to avoid going to therapy. And she was like, and then it turned into like one of the best action sequences. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! He turned himself into a pickle just so he can avoid going to therapy. It was like, I was like, damn, she is good. She's really, really fucking good. That that shit got really fucking deep. When it didn't need, it didn't need to be. There was no need for it to be that deep. But you know, it's. I, I think it's also opening. I think. All this controversy that's happening with all these actors and show creators and and everything, it's I think it's opening everyone's eyes to stop glamorizing Hollywood. Uh-huh. And I know not too long ago, I forgot which actor was it that um, said in an interview. I don't know if it was it was Jim Carrey. No, no, it was it was it was a female actress, um, and she and she was saying how like. You know the the glamour of Hollywood is gone. Like it doesn't exist anymore. And you know that that. But I think she was taking it a route where it was like, oh yeah, now these TikTok people are becoming famous, and they're the ones that are becoming Hollywood actors and stuff like that. But although part of what she said, I do agree. Like that glamour is kind of faded. I do think it's not just because of that. I think it's because of. For example, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase was this comedic legend, this god of comedy. Yeah. And then at once Community came out, you find out like, oh, he's actually a racist piece of shit. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why Donald Glover and the other actress uh, that was on the show don't want to come back to it. And then you hear stories about like even Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon got into to some trouble um, as well. <laughs> yeah, he got into some... He got into some shit. Sexual harassment trouble. Uh, So Dan Harmon. um, Who else? I mean, so many different actors and so many many different directors and writers. You hear about them getting into trouble that you realize, like, yo, these motherfuckers are pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I do think, I do agree that the glamour of Hollywood is fading, but it's because of those people that we were yeah. glamorizing. They're, the, you know, we're, we're starting to realize, people are starting to realize, like, nah, that world is pretty ugly. The The world is pretty ugly, and you got to remember that these actors and these Hollywood people, like, they're not perfect. They're not perfect. They have problems, too. They've got weird kinks and weird fetishes and dark sides and 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 and, and ugly sides to them that... Yeah, we, we, we need to stop glamorizing that. And yeah. we need to stop thinking that they're unstoppable and that, you know, they're 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 made from a different cloth. Like, no. They 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 came they come from the same backgrounds yeah. as us. And look at Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller before Justice League was considered to be like the next big actor of Hollywood that was gonna take over, the next James Dean, the next, you know, emotional heartthrob, and then look what happened. So, I think I have to admit, like out of people who I was shocked about, like their acts and stuff, I have to admit, like Ezra Miller's 
uh, him like going around just beating up people and stuff like that. That really didn't shock me. The only thing that shocked me about him doing that is that I didn't hear anything about like the people who like fighting back. Mm. That, that that was the only thing that shocked me because it was like oh he was punching people in the head with like with uh, a mic stand or something at a karaoke bar or some shit like that and I'm like wait a minute so none of these people fought back at all. He was fighting people in Hawaii. He was fighting, like, and then that's another thing. Like, I was finding out that he was fighting people in, like, Hawaii. Then he was fighting somebody in uh, uh, Connecticut. Like, I'm like, dude, how the fuck did he go from Hawaii to Connecticut? Then he took a picture with a TikToker, uh, like a video, and uh, he told the TikToker, so you want me to punch you now? In the video. And I'm like, the fuck? What's going on? I'm like, and then he was grooming a minor. Grooming a minor. And he said that, uh, oh, any cop that comes around my place, he says, uh, you know, I got weapons for him. And then you see that this dude has, like, fucking uh, 18th century weapons that he has, like, stuff that you had to, like, put in powder and a BB in it and stuff like that. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? But I, but I do think a big part of it, the reason why it's evolved, is because of technology. Back then, when we were glamorizing, you know, all these directors and actors and making them legends, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have TikTok. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have all these different tools to like release news and release backlash. And, you know, now, you know, a Hollywood actor can walk around and punch a paparazzi in the face and people will have their phones on standby ready to film and then upload that stuff like that didn't exist back then. And I think, I think technology has a, has a big part of why that glamor has died. And now you're starting to see everyone's true colors so quickly because those tools, you know, you look at, uh, you know, the controversy behind, like, Kevin Hart and, like, the Oscars and all of that. Like, you know, the only reason why we know about it was because of an old tweet and then the Oscars got a hold of it and then all of this stuff was happening. Imagine if Twitter didn't exist. Yeah. You know, like, none of that, none of that would have happened. Imagine if, well, I mean, Will Smith would have still slapped uh, Chris Rock. But, like, you know, you look at... um uh, when Ricky Gervais um, made his speech at the Golden Globes and he was throwing people under, not throwing people under the bus, but all, but he made that comment about um, Jeffrey Epstein. People started groaning and he goes, oh, shut up. I know, I know I'm, I'm making fun of your best friend. And then quickly everybody got quiet. That list still exists. Yeah. That list still exists. And in, uh, in, uh, I don't know if it has it gone public. I think so. Because, you know, you you always hear people who who drop out names that were on the list of uh was it the flight logs and stuff like that but you know there's not only a list there's also tapes yikes so there's that so that dude he he filmed every room in his uh his compound that's on that island he had cameras in every room so he filmed everything so he had stuff on people but we probably would never see those things those things probably got buried or they're in another person's uh, blackmail uh, folder or bunker. But I do think this whole situation with Justin Roiland make it creates a, a special, not special, like a unique predicament because the Flash movie, for example, is coming out. Yeah. And there's this controversy as to are you going to watch the movie or are you not going to watch the movie? Are you... You know, if you watch the movie, are you supporting Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller, or you know, there's this whole back and forth thing with whether people should watch, whether people watch the movie or not. But what happens in this situation 
is it okay to still be a fan of Rick and Morty? Yeah. Knowing that this guy now has done all these things. Should people continue to watch the show? Is it okay for people to continue watch watching the show? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it it's 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 different. It's it's almost like opposite with the Ezra Miller thing. I'm still a fan of the show, um, but I I, I, I know, do feel that um, you, like, you, you still are feel, still able to watch the show. Okay. I, I still I still believe that that you're able to watch the show based off of the fact that. Uh, as soon as the show found out what what happened and what he was what he did, you know they dropped him. Yeah. Like it was like uh, I think I got a, like a notification on Twitter about it. Like oh, uh, what's the name has been dropped from Rick and Morty? I think the only show that uh, that hasn't really said anything was Solar Opposites. But then you find out that the reason why he didn't say anything was because. He, he was, was never there. Yeah. Like, bro, your parking spot has been used for a dumping spot for months. You're not even here anymore. We don't even know that you're here. Your office space? No, that's just a communal, uh, what you call it, watering hole. Nobody goes there anymore. We just go there just for drinks. You're not even there. So that's why, I like, oh, I like that look. Ooh, look at that. Dramatic. <laughs> that's why you're not you're not even on the payroll anymore. That's why, like, yeah. So it makes perfect sense why, um, why they haven't said anything. But pretty much, I guarantee you that their whole thing is like, as soon as he try to swipe his card to get on set to tr- try to do some voiceovers, it's not gonna fly. Yeah. So, um, but the Ezra Miller stuff and what's been going on with uh, with TikTok, uh, um, TikTok's very own uh, Straw Hat Goofy and. Uh, you know, him saying that, oh, go watch the movie so you can support the, you know, the creators, you know, the grips, the the camera ops, the DPs, the director of uh, the movie. And, you know, so you won't support Ezra Miller because he already got his paycheck. Everybody has got everybody has already gotten their paycheck. Everybody who shot that movie has already gotten their paycheck. Now it's all about. um like, is this the hill that you want to die on kind of thing? Because if, because for my whole thought is this, okay, so this is the thing that you want to die on, which is, per, is, is really important because this is all about like, uh, it's not, is it domestic? It's not called domestic violence because he don't know these people. He's just going around just fighting people, right? Uh, Ezra Miller, he's just going around fighting no, people. It was, yeah, it was assault and battery. It's just assault and battery. Yeah. So are you going to support somebody who is a known, uh, what, uh, a, a known, like, person who goes around just fighting couples, anybody, bro. He, he fights karaoke, anybody. Karaoke, karaoke singers. singers. And I know people who are actual karaoke singers. And it's devastating. I know people that want to throw chairs at karaoke singers, but they don't. They man. don't. And I know people who are karaoke singers who've had chairs thrown at them. <laughs> Who are when they see Ezra Miller on screen, they get they get they get flashes well, because they, they, they suffer from post traumatic stress. Yeah, PTSD. And I'm like, yo, I get it. So will I watch the Flash, the movie? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Will my review be good? I don't know. I don't know. But is this the hill that I'm willing to die on? No. There's a lot more hills that I'm willing to die on. Race, sex, um, 
even the Harry Potter thing, man. I was remember we were talking about that yeah, off the yeah. That that also is related to it, like, bro. You, everybody was fucking obsessed with Harry Potter, and yeah. then ever since the whole controversy with J.K. Rowling it was like, Ooh. yeah, like everybody's like, like, now, like sneaking out the back, like, yeah, oh, like, oh, I never liked Harry Potter. I'm like, yo, yeah, you see, you look at their you got old a tattoos. You got a tattoo of the fucking uh, the line on your goddamn head. Where you get them circle glasses from? <laughs> it's like I see all that shit. They're, they're like slowly sneaking out the back and throwing out their robes and their wands yeah. and like all the stuff that they got from Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that shit is 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 fucking wild. And you know, uh, I heard somebody say online about like, so, okay, so this is what you're willing to uh, to fight for, but you're on Twitter with a phone that's made in a third world country by people who don't have the same rights as you who are basically doing this just they don't they don't make the same amount of money that they should be making for you know getting these uh viable uh uh things just to make the cell phone that you use on a daily basis kind of shit but nah go ahead go ahead and uh what you call it, not support this but your phone is perfectly fine. Every every uh, all the clothes that you have is perfectly fine. I'm like, oh, you're right. That it like everybody's a hypocrite. Everybody's a hypocrite, pretty much. You're just willing to focus on certain things more than others. I think as soon as we learn that uh, people are like this, we can move on, and then we can start not move on really, but we can actually like deal with problems one at a time, kind of thing. There's certain things that people are not concerned about that people are heavily concerned about. Like, I I thought that J.K. Rowling just said uh, um, one thing, but then I found out that she's actually supporting, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, anti-trans, uh, like, uh, groups and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, nah, I'm not, I'm not about that. Like, I don't agree with her 100% shit. Before I even saw Harry Potter, I was not even a fan of the show. Like, everything about her is, is totally wrong. And on top of that, Harry Potter is a knockoff of uh, Star Wars anyways. They, they Like, in her in her cliff notes and stuff like that, she, she what you call, she called Harry Luke in, in, in some of, the, in some of the, the, di- the dialogue that she wrote. So she was basically writing, uh, uh, what you call it, a fan fiction of... Uh, of Star Wars, which is uh, amazing to me because I didn't know that shit until uh, I read that. But I don't know, man. This is a whole bunch of hypocrisy, and uh, I don't know. I don't know where to draw my uh, my line in the sand. But I just I don't hope that I'm on the right side. I just hope that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, that's that's all it is. That's all it is. I think it's just worry about yourself. Yeah, being a good person. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. I think. Uh, I am I am actually kind of glad that the world is evolving where it's like, yo, we're yeah. going to stop putting people in different, you know, elevations. And nah, we're all people. We're all fucked up. We're yeah. all we all have our shit in our own personal lives. And that's it. That's all it is. And mm-hmm. you can still do great things and you can still make great art and do beautiful shit. But at the same time, it's like, but don't be surprised if, if that person falls and don't yeah. be surprised if that person fucks up like. Yes, we are all human. Stop making it seem like some people are invincible yeah, and, and they're prone. They're not prone to making mistakes. Like, nah, we we all. There's another up. thing. Uh, did you hear about the 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 thing that happened with the Twitch with the the guy who was uh, looking at deepfakes of 
his friend's girlfriend's, uh, who's also a famous Twitch. Uh, she's a Twitch streamer. They're all Twitch streamers. All these motherfuckers are Twitch streamers. And apparently there's a, a website that has nothing but a bunch of dip, dip fakes, deep fakes of like Twitch streamers. Like, you know, they just put them on porn stars and stuff. But then they caught a guy who was actually looking at his best friend's girl who was also a Twitch streamer who was getting like, like, fuck. And, yo, they found this dude in the most, like, what's the name of that fucking show? Uh, uh, Criminal Minds kind of <laughs> way, bro. Like, they zoomed in onto the picture, right? They zoomed in onto the picture. They flipped the image at, on, on his cell phone, and they saw that he was on that website that uh, you could see those videos. So, and he went on this apology. You know, he did the apology video with his girlfriend in the background, which to me is like... Why would she be there, bro? Why would she be there? Yeah. This is this is your apology. This is not her apology. This is your apology. You need to apologize. But I, you know, everybody off rib knows that your only reason why you're apologizing because you're apologizing because you got caught. You're not apologizing because you were watching that video. That shit is it, it, it's od to me kind of thing. But you know, he goes to the apology thing and then he, you know, he talks to his friend and he asks, oh, you know, I, I'm sorry. But so now they're not friends anymore. Mm. But then he is trying to understand what he needs to do and shit like that. But his whole way about doing it is that it's a way of like, please help me cover this up. Help me get on the good graces of everybody because I'm losing money kind of thing. Rather than I fucked up. I'm sorry for what I did. This is what I'm going to do. Because everybody is just telling him what he needs to do. Rather than him trying to figure out what he needs to do. Like he doesn't want to do it. He just he's just going to do it because this is the what this is what uh this is what people uh want from him mm-hmm. rather than him doing what he needs to do so he can feel good about himself. And that's the shit that gets me, man. That that I'm not a fan of like deep fakes. I've seen those. I've seen those videos of like, uh, you know, I've been on a couple of websites, and those videos pop up in the trailers. I think it, I, I, I think it may. <laughs> there, there, there's a window of opportunity for like real problems to 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 all of a sudden be present. Like, uh, like I, I like I have a feeling the deep fakes will cause a lot of problems. Like, as far as like politics go, and yeah, and I, I think it's going to get to a point where. If you're gonna do a deepfake video, there has to be like a watermark on yeah. the video that states, "Oh, this is a deepfake." Because if not, dude, like all, all you need is to do a deepfake of a dictator um, declaring war, yeah. saying like, "Oh, we're gonna blow up the like." That's all. It, you're you're gonna have bomb scares on another level. Yeah. The the same way bomb scares are illegal and you can get in deep trouble and end up in prison. People are gonna be doing stupid shit that yeah i was thinking i was thinking domestic kind of thing like domestic uh, too domestic as well i was thinking about like uh you know people saying that you're at a location but you really weren't and then now you gotta fight for yourself saying like no i wasn't there so now you have to geo track yourself everywhere that you've ever were just so people won't say that oh you were here we got video footage we have audio of you at this place you're like no i was never there this is where I was at. And it's like, oh, but you don't have no digital footprint of you but, being at this place. But the same way you can sue because of companies using your likeliness yeah. 
and 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 the way you look and if they're going to make money off of it you like you you deserve some type of like compensation like i think that's the reason why i think right now it's not an official thing because people are still experimenting with it it, it, it you know it's like a trendy thing but i think at some point companies are going to have to use the watermark stating like oh this is fake or whatever because if not shit i want to like the fact that tom cruise hasn't sued that guy for you yeah, seen the guy that, that keeps doing the defect. The fact if that guy is making money off of TikTok or Instagram, yo, be ready because the Scientologists are gonna come after you, bro. Oh yeah, that guy's gonna be a Scientologist by the end of the year, man. <laughs> he the 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 payout that he's gonna have to do is gonna be so fucking big that he's gonna be like, I'm just gonna have to turn into a Scientologist. You can pay us this much, or just join the fold. Just join us. Which be which one of us. which means you still gotta pay us. Yeah. Which means that you're still paying us because it's going direct, direct to pocket of the Scientologist. But yeah, man, that is that is fucked up. Uh, what's that guy? Jason Rowland or whatever his name is. Justin. Roiland. Justin Rowland. The when you found out about him, did you? Were you? Was it like a I knew it kind of more like huh, I kind of knew that he had something wrong with him. I I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why I wasn't surprised, one, I, I, there, there were videos that I saw of him, you know, doing the recording sessions of Rick and Morty. And he actually, like, those, those episodes where, like, you hear him, like, burping and stuff like that. Like, dude, that's real. Like, he's recorded drunk. Drunk? Like, he does that. Like, he'll, he'll purposefully get himself drunk. And then he'll do the voice session. And, like, all those burps and stuff, like, that's all real. Like, the reason why they made Rick... With, like, the alcohol coming yeah. out of it, like, the, or the vomit, whatever that is coming out of his mouth. Like, the reason why they added that was because he did shit like that. When I saw that, and I'm like, yo, the fact that this guy is not shy from doing that in front of the camera, knowing that so many people are going to watch this, imagine how he is behind closed doors. Like... If you're willing to do that in front of everyone, what are you willing to do not in front of everyone? You, you know... I- I'm a fan of like like getting drunk or something like that, but I'm not a fan of getting wasted. I'm not a fan of people getting wasted either. Just based off of the like the history around like alcohol and how people like my history with alcohol and how people tend to get uh how to say ignorant and idiotic. Around like being lubricated, uh, what's what's that? Uh, being a, like inebriated, alebriated, because it just seems like. And I know that the initial thing that people say is like, "Oh, the way that you feel and the way that you talk when you're fucking like wasted and shit like that." That's the way that you really are. That's your real true intentions, which I'm always in, in the belief of. That's cool. That that's fine. Like you really feel this way. You really do that way. But. I am also in the belief that there's a reason why you don't say that. And we all feel like a little like uh, we all can be crude and rude when we're feeling like, uh, you know, loose and shit like that. But there is that we have that self-conscious that we're like, no, I'm not going to say that because that's bad. I'm not going to say this about this person because that's rude. I'm not going to say that shit. And the fact that people are willing to get themselves that drunk because I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know what? I'm still. This is a thought that's that's just been like I haven't really fully fleshed out, but it's just 
I just don't like when people want to get so drunk that they just don't remember the night before. I, I never understood that. I never understood that. I don't know. I know people are battling their own demons, but it is never, ever since I was like in high school, I never was a fan of that. How about you? Were you ever a fan of like people doing that kind of shit who were just like, oh, I'm going to get fucked up to the point that I just can't even stand anymore? It just, it, it sucks when you have to be the, the caregiver. That's, that's the problem. That's that is the problem because I think, you know, too. all of us, we've all been in that level of like, okay, yeah. maybe we went a little overboard with the alcohol, whatever. But when you are the one responsible, that, you know, it sucks. It, it really does suck. And, and, and that's the thing is that if you're intoxicating yourself to that point where other people have to, is, would you, would you consider that being inconsiderate to that person? Yeah. Like I, like I didn't ask to put this upon your shoulders yeah. and now I'm kind of forcing it upon you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah. No, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And, and you know, my, my joke of, uh, not getting to that point is always like, uh, you know, when people want to give me drink, when I think that I, I've had too much, my whole joke is always like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Oh, come on. Just drink, just drink. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. I said, yo, if I get fucked up, if you get fucked up, I can carry you out, no problem. I can Uber you out of here, no fucking problem. But if I get fucked up, there's no goddamn way that you're going to carry me out. How are you going to do that? Can you physically carry me out? And people will usually look at me and like, yeah, no, nah, it ain't going to happen. It's all right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let me just get a ginger ale and I just call it. Because that shit is like, yeah, man, I, I always worry about myself. Got to worry about myself being so I can take care of people who who are in those kind of situations. Thank God I haven't run into that uh, that problem uh, in my my older years because you know people nowadays they just drink just to get that buzz and then you know just and, and on top of that people around me nowadays you know people speak freely uh, freely and candid and you know they got level heads. And they know not what to say to uh, certain people. And I love that. I fucking love that shit. I don't know how we got into the drunk <laughs> drunk talk. Because of yeah. Justin Roiland. Yeah. God. I didn't know that he used to drink when he used to do uh, fucking the voiceovers. Yeah. I remember <laughs> watching those videos. I was like, no, oh, that's all right. He, that's the way. Was, he was getting into character. Yeah, man. Also, he was a method actor, too. <laughs> voice actor so that's another reason i don't like the guy but but that whole kidnapping stuff i don't think that shit's gonna hold up dude it's oh my god it's it's horrifying (laughs) man when i so i and i guess i'll tell you this story Mm. after the the podcast Mm. it's kind of kind of i've never kidnapped anybody before but but it's not i don't think it's necessarily only consensually i I don't think it's kidnapping it could be because it's it's tied with the domestic violence Mm mm-hmm Let's say you were about to get in a fight with your wife and then she kind of like locks herself in the bathroom to like protect herself from you. Like that also counts as imprisonment because you're kind of you're, you're putting her in a situation where she is imprisoned in that bathroom because. What if I want to get into out. the bathroom, but she's in the bathroom and I'm like, I need to go pee. That's different. But if you're doing it, if she's locking herself in out of fear, oh, like you cause that fear in her that she has to do that for her safety. That's that 
also counts as like a false imprisonment. Should we have a lawyer on the episode and then we just go through movies and movie situations and say, what would you call this? Like, we can go through The Shining. We the should Shining. Go, we should go through The Shining and be like, when he is... The, the Twilight Zone movie, was that murder? Yeah. Oh, I was talking about a serious thing. I was talking about like joking thing. Like oh, when, he was, when he was axing the door, I'm like, is this kidnapping? Because she has a knife. They're both in fear of each other because she has a knife and he has an axe. He's be, also possessed. That would be an interesting episode for the for next weekend. We got to talk about the Oscars. The yes, Oscars, or, yes. You know, we got to talk about our nominations. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But um, yeah. So we're we're definitely going to uh, we're gonna see if we can get a lawyer on the episode. It'll be fun. But what what would you call this? So, uh, I don't know. I I I really feel like we're gonna find. It'd some. be cool if we did a skit, kind of like a Judge Judy, like in a courtroom, <laughs> and you know, we're talking. Oh, that might be fucking dope. <laughs> We're going to see if we can make it happen. Uh, let me play out some music. Uh, the last song that we were playing, the intro, was called Ways In by Homebody. Now we're going to... No, nope. Wrong song. It's called Prisoner Prisoner in You by Def Election. Now we're going to play Turn This World Around by Sightless in the Shadow. Sound like an emo band. This is a song that we're going to go out to. It's, it's pretty quick. It happens, happens. But uh, I've been Pat. And this is Cap. And we've been us and y'all been y'all. Hope everybody had a ball. Catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>